good Monday morning. How is everyone? All right. You are listening to One Sister's Journey, keeping it real, and I am so glad you are here. Um, Today, we're starting a new series for this week, The Mountains in Life. Dun, dun, dun. Do you have any mountains in your life? Probably, right? Um, So our verse today is from Isaiah 54.10. Isaiah 54.10 from the NIV. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. And then the mountains, oh my gosh, Isaiah 54.10 from the Passion. Even if the mountains were to crumble and the hills disappear, my heart of steadfast, faithful love will never leave you. And my covenant of peace with you will never be shaken, says Yahweh, whose love and compassion will never give up on you. Never. God will never give up on you. How cool is that? And then Isaiah 54:10 from The Voice. Even if the mountains heave up from their anchors and the hills quiver and shake, I will not desert you. You can rely on my enduring love. My covenant of peace will stand forever. So says the eternal one whose love won't give up on you. And uh, this is how we're going to kick off our week. Because God's covenant of peace, God's compassion, and God's love will never give up on you. And that's what it says, never. What are some of the mountains that you're facing right now in life? What are some of those big things that are happening that have you shaking your head going, whoo, all right, this is good, this is good. All right, God, keep me focused on you. Don't let me get carried away. Don't let me be, you know, seeking the glory. Keep me humble. That, you know, because sometimes... A lot of people, when you say, what mountain are you climbing? They think, oh, it's bad. It's negative, right? But sometimes we are having those mountaintop experiences, as people call them, and they're all good things. They're all fabulous things. But sometimes we can get caught up in everything going so good and wonderful and awesome that we lose sight of who is leading us and making all of those good things possible. So when I'm asking, what are your mountains right now? What mountain are you climbing? It might be starting a new business. It might be starting a new career. It may be preparing for marriage, preparing for a divorce, your firstborn child, losing a child, building a home, leaving a home. so many different mountains we could just spend our whole 20 minutes just listing all of those things but I don't want to just make a laundry list of mountains right because some of those mountains we're climbing are good things and some of them are heart-wrenching sad and just life-changing events right and that's why it's a mountain because We are being changed. We are being made new as we climb that mountain. And we're learning different lessons, whether it's a negative or a positive, that mountain, that big thing in our life. Sometimes I have found 
that once you identify what that mountain is, things seem to start to fall into place after that or run a little more smoothly. Because if you identify it and you name it, it doesn't own you anymore. It doesn't control you because now you've put a name on it. And, you know, I, even as I'm asking you, what are your mountains in your life right now? I'm sitting here thinking, all right, what are my mountains? You know, what are my mountains today? What is it that I really am leaning on God or not leaning on God through that I should be? What are those big things in my life, you know, my big rocks. <laughs> um, I work in a leader in me school and we always are teaching the kids, you know, you got to put in your big rocks first into the jar and then you fill the little ones in. So your mountain is like your big rock. And, and I think that's something I'm going to do today is literally make a jar of rocks and put in my big rocks and then fill in all those little things and do it for the summer. Because as a, I work for a teaching assistant for the local elementary school and I'm not, didn't work summer school. I didn't go to the writing conference like I normally do. Um, I'm really dedicating my summer to resting, relaxing, recharging, and building my Epicure business so that when school starts, I'm going to have things in place that will allow me to work my Epicure business with a quality and integrity that can be reproduced by people that would join my team that also work full-time and are busy. So I'm really working on creating healthy habits and making sure I'm taking time for myself, getting in my exercise, reading my Bible, spending time in prayer, sitting and doing nothing for a half an hour a day. Just literally sitting and learning to discipline myself to pause and not do anything. Not to have my phone or a device in my hands, not to be talking to anybody, just a half an hour a day that I just pause and sit. And I'll have a piece of paper and a pen near me so when thoughts come in my mind, I just jot them down and go back to just being lost and staring. Most of the time, it's out on my deck, and I just stare off into the sky or into the trees or watch the hummingbirds, you know, go from one hosta flower to another. And that has done wonders for me. And so the big, the mountains in my life that I'm facing, you know, growing a business, preparing to write another book, dedicating time to write that book you know those are a couple mountains in my life and I need to figure out all right what do I need to do so that I'm doing it for God and not for myself and how can I balance everything in my life and keep this so it's maintainable once school starts full-time Because, you know, right now it's easy because I am on vacation. So I have all day um, and all evening for the most part, you know, to really, it's not as if, all right, I need to be to school at seven and I'm there till four. 
and I still want to get at least seven and a half hours of sleep a night. So I need to figure out how am I still going to take my half an hour a day of doing nothing, of nothingness, which is powerful, and still work my Epicure business a solid hour a day. I want to build in an hour of writing a day. So that's two and a half hours that I want to make sure are in my schedule every day. And for the most part, I'm thinking I just need to get up at four o'clock in the morning when school starts. And that's how it's going to get done. And I used to be a morning person. I used to work at a diner and I was there at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. And I loved it. I was out of work at 9, 9.30 and I had the whole day. So it can be done. It's just a matter of creating that habit. So what... So once you figure out what your mountains are, the whole point of me of sharing this second part with you is that once you figure out what your mountains are, you need to get a plan. You need a plan to figure out how you're going to climb that mountain. How are you going to reach the summit? And how are you going to help others come alongside of you, join you, encourage you, encourage them and be a leader and not a follower. So whatever your mountain is, you have the opportunity to lean on God. You know, in our verse from Isaiah tells us, you know, it's just, it's as clear as day, right? God's talking and he says, though these mountains will be shaken. So the plans that you're making and the mountains you're striving for, those goals you've set, they will be shaken. And the hills will be removed. So, you know, sometimes the plan we have, we can think we're doing it for God and not for ourselves. But ultimately, deep down it is for us and God will shake those hills and he's going to clarify so that we stay on track with him. So even though the mountains shake and the hills are removed, God's love will not be shaken. No matter what you're doing, how you're doing it, God's love for you will not be shaken. His peace will not be removed from your life. And that for me is why that half an hour of quiet is so important. Because that's a half an hour of peace, of quiet with him I have found. God says his love and compassion will never give up on you. So whatever you're facing, whatever you have put into practice, whatever those mountains in your life, whether they're good or bad, set a plan. And how will you climb that mountain? How will you lean on God when the mountain shakes and the hills are removed? How will you respond? How will you pray? How will you lead? Who will you draw alongside of you to be an accountability partner to help you? Your first and foremost accountability partner should be God. Leaning on him in prayer. And all prayer is talking to God. That's it. Prayer is talking to God. I wish somebody told me it was that easy. Um, I was raised attending a Catholic church. I went to a Catholic high school. And to me, prayer was a nun or a priest standing up in front praying. And then 
I said amen. I was an adult before, like, I realized and truly understood that prayer is just talking to God. My grandmother prayed every day, was on her knees every morning, every night at the side of her bed with her prayer book, praying, reading the prayers out of the prayer book. And I tried that as a kid and as a teenager, and I always fell asleep. And my grandmother said, that's fine, then God knew you needed to sleep. Um, But I never understood, but I never asked. So in case you're thinking, like me, I had the misconception that prayer was only done by clergy or reading from a hymnal or a prayer book. That was the way you prayed. Guess what? It is so simple. When you talk to God, you're praying. That's what prayer is, talking to God and having a conversation with God. So that also means you're talking to God and then you're stopping to listen. And it may not be that still audible voice. It might be a feeling. It might be a phone call when you're done with your prayer. It might be somebody stopping by and they answer the very question you had asked during your prayer time. Say, thank you, Jesus, because he just answered your prayer through one of his angels here on earth. And that's amazing. And that's what's going to get you through and over that mountain is remembering that when your goals and those big rocks in your life of what you're striving for, doing, hoping to do, get shaken and removed, that hills are removed, you need to remember that God loves you. His love, his compassion, his peace will never All three translations use the word never, will never leave you. So whether you are preparing to get married and starting your life with a new person, that's a big mountain, right? That's a lot of change that's happening. It's exciting and it's full of adrenaline and love and you still need God there. And you need to remember that God loves you and he will never, ever leave you. And on the flip side, if your mountain is that you've been married 30 years and your marriage is coming to an end, God loves you. And his peace and compassion will never leave you as you work through that mountain. We all have a different mountain, a good mountain, a bad mountain, an in-between mountain. We all have that something big in our life that each day we have to say, all right, God, one more day, I can do this. And you can. I mean, I remember attending my first New York State Missing Persons Day and family standing up and saying, my daughter has been missing 30 years. My son has been missing 28 years. And I remember sitting there going, I will never be able to I won't eat, I cannot stand it. I will not be able to live not knowing where my sister is for 30 years or 28 years. And I'm here to tell you that I can't do it, but by leaning on God and trusting him, we are doing it. We put our feet on the floor every morning. We say a prayer and we acknowledge that God is in control. And we trust and we pray 
and we hope. And on those days with that mountain of having a missing loved one, that is my greatest mountain probably in my life. A mountain I never thought I could climb. Yet because of God's love and compassion and peace that will never leave me, I keep climbing that mountain and I do it with joy. And keep praying and keep talking to God on the days when I'm angry, on the days when I feel guilty, on the days that are hard, on the days that are full of hope. It's all about talking to Him. To keep climbing the mountain. And everybody has a big mountain that they're climbing. Whether, I don't know, what is your mountain? You know, I've thrown out some ideas, but I guarantee you there's things out there that I haven't even thought about. You could be living in a house, a home full of abuse, and you don't know how to get out. You could be an abuser and not know how to stop. But there's a lot of hotline numbers out there, so I just want to encourage you. If there is something that you feel like, I just, I don't know how. I I want this to stop, but I don't know how to stop it. I want to stop, but I don't know how to stop it. Go to Google, type in whatever that is, and with the word hotline after it, and get help. And pray for God to help you and lead you and guide you and send help. And then accept the help. So whatever that is that you're facing, and if you're on the happy mountain, as you climb that mountain, don't forget who's right there loving you, giving their compassion and peace to you, and encouraging you every step of the way. Don't forget God. Don't forget to pray. Don't forget to say, thank you, Jesus. I couldn't do this without you. Help me to keep climbing this mountain. And when and if you reach the summit, throw your hands up in the air with praise and shout from that mountaintop, I am here because of God. And it's only because of God that I stand where I stand and give him the glory. He is extending his love and grace and mercy and compassion on you and will never, ever stop. So we should never stop thanking him and praising him. As I wind down this Monday, remember that we all have a mountain that we're climbing in our life good, bad, or somewhere in the middle. But no matter what mountain it is or what what adjective you use to describe your mountain, one thing is true. God is right there with you 100% of the time. And his love, compassion, peace, and grace, and mercy will never, ever leave you. So take some time and reflect on what are those mountains right now that you're climbing in your life. And what do you need to continue to do? What do you need to change? What do you need to modify? Eliminate. Enhance. To reach the top of that mountain. And who, besides Jesus, because he's your first accountability partner. Who will be your earthly accountability partner to help you reach the summit? Have a great day. I will 
chat with you on Wednesday and we'll continue our journey about the mountain, the mountains in life. Thank you for listening.